It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. There's a lot of people in the Red Sox organization that we feel don't get enough credit. And one of those is Tim Quidadamo, the director of production for the Worcester Red Sox. And we had the opportunity to speak with him in this episode of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to welcome you back into the Locked On Red Sox podcast, and thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I'm your host, Massachusetts Pirates team insider, Jakey Nizuski, and we're joined today by Tim Quidadamo, or TQ as most people call him, around the Woo Sox. He is the director of production for the Worcester Red Sox, not only helps out with the game day presentation, also with the Nesson broadcast, and so much more to help make the experience at Polar Park magical for every single fan that goes and watches a game. But Lauren and I had the opportunity to speak with Tim a little bit about his journey to the Woo Sox. He's worked for the Paw Sox and the Worcester Red Sox organization for over five years. And we got to speak with him about his journey and what he's learned so far during his time in the sports industry. Now let's get into our conversation with Tim Quidamo. We are here with the director of productions for the Worcester Red Sox, Tim Quidadamo. How are we doing, TQ? What's up, Iggy Lauren? Doing fantastic. How are you guys? Can't complain. Never better. <laughs> Never better. Hermione Never better. Granger. Love it. <laughs> I want to start off real quick. How did how did you get the nickname TQ? And have, has anybody like really butchered your last name? Yeah, every teacher growing up has butchered my last name Quidadamo. um it's exactly it's spelled exactly how it sounds there are no frills no no fancy uh accents to it anything like that um and i'd get like Quidadamo all the time Quidadamo, <laughs> but it's just it's Quidadamo, tim Quidadamo. um and then naturally playing baseball growing up everyone needs a nickname not a lot of tqs rolling yep. around there shout out to any listeners named Tyler Quinn you might be <laughs> but everyone called me TQ and then it was weird in middle and high school is when I started forming like my kind of lifelong friends and everyone calls me Tim 
And then when I went to college, I played baseball at Emerson College. Everyone started calling me TQ again. So I've just been in an identity crisis for 26 years now. Is it Tim or TQ? And TQ has been sticking the last four or five. I've only heard one person call you Tim. And it was, it was, it was Dylan, like as a joke, he's like, I'm, I'm looking for my friend, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Good old decaf. But for, but like for people who like are listening and and like thinking in their mind, what does the director of productions do for the AAA team for the Boston Red Sox? Give them a little bit of a summary, sort of maybe like what you do as well as how you got here as well. Cause you've been a part of the Red Sox organization for a long time. Yeah. Pushing five years now. So I'll start with what I do. Um, I oversee the media production department for the Worcester Red Sox. Um, That encompasses the 75 home games a year that we run our own television broadcasts that uh, are on Nessun, Nessun Plus, or tape delayed when both the Bruins and Red Sox, Connecticut Sun, any combination of them are playing. But most of our games, usually since it's in the summer and we're only up against the Boston Red Sox, we'll be live on either Nesson if Boston has a nationally televised televised game or on Nesson Plus if the Red Sox are, are on Nesson uh, with Dave O'Brien. So we take a lot of pride in that, that we send Nesson a finished product. Uh, the graphics, replays, everything, all of our camera operators uh, are – technically employees of mine which is always always freaks me out i'm not really the the boss type i would say um but uh i oversee television production all of the in ballpark entertainment so the pa announcer ben de castro hilarious great voice fantastic guy um all the music you hear at the ballpark same thing replay graphics videos um and then having a little bit of a hand in social media, although Brian Simmons Hayes is unbelievable. I know he does some work with the Worcester Railers, some does some freelance graphic design work uh, for the pirates too. I think some occasionally, but um, yeah, that's, that's what I do now. That's not where I started in 2019 was my first full season. I was an intern with the Paw Sox before then. Um, and I operated the video board. So I lived in Photoshop and then I was just pushing buttons during the game to make sure the right headshots were up on the board, the right stats, um, players previous at bats, which had never been done before at McCoy. Um, because it fact of the matter is it was an old ballpark. Um, so it wasn't necessarily capable of all of these modern amenities as we call them now at, at Polar Parkers. Dr. Steinberg loves to call him. So operated the video boards in 2019. Um, At the same time, I was bartending in Boston. Uh, Kept doing that in 2020 when COVID hit. I was fortunate enough to be hired full-time in January of 2020. Uh, And then goes to show you the ownership group that the Paw Sox and now Woo Sox have. They didn't furlough or lay off any full-time employees during COVID, which was unbelievable because you heard of minor league teams having to essentially clear house because they couldn't afford to, to stay up. So very thankful for that as well. And the alternate training site was at McCoy in 2020. So we were still setting up a four camera shoot. We were live streaming baseball games on Facebook, 
Um, we had our broadcasters in. I would jump in the booth with the great Josh Mauer, who's now a radio broadcaster for, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Jim Kane, who's incredible with us again this past year. And Mike Antonellis, too, who had been with the Sea Dogs for a long time uh, and then got his call to AAA. Supposed to be for the entire 2020 season in Pawtucket. Um, and just horrible luck for the nicest guy in the world, Mike Antonellis. But he's been in the booth a bunch at Polar Park. Uh, so I got to start learning from them a little bit in 2020 at the alternate training site. Meanwhile, we were just grabbing as much content as we could for social media. Um, we would mic up players because it was just practices. It was great. It was so loose, so fun. Um, and then we would send every camera angle to the Boston Red Sox too for their scouting and player development departments. Um, and then 2021 was just chaos up and down. Opening a ballpark is ridiculous. If you have a chance to do it, anyone listening that wants to get into sports, do it and understand you're going to be exhausted the entire time, but it's so fulfilling to have a new ballpark, people walking in so excited. And we were in a new community too, which was awesome. Um, and then this last year, I was able to jump in the booth, call some games, sideline report a little bit, host a pregame show. So it's been a whirlwind. Uh, and I've, I've, I've done a bunch of different things, which I think is the key for anybody interested in working in sports, especially minor league sports. Yeah. And it's first, I love Mike Antonellis. We both went to Framingham state. So go Rams. I love Mike. He's such a nice guy. I'm really glad to see that he landed on his feet, but you know, you mentioned that working in sports can be exhausting. You know, Jake and I also work in sports, obviously you and Jake work together and it, it is exhausting. And you said it's fulfilling and one question I got when someone was asking me for advice was, how's the work-life balance? I was like, well, <laughs> you know, it depends how much effort you really want to put into this. But I think you are kind of like living proof that if you put in the effort, you're going to be able to wear all these different hats, get all this kind of experience, which I think is super important if you want to work in this business, but maybe not sure like where, what kind of route you want to go. Because you can go a million, you can take a million different paths. There's millions of different ways you can get involved. So just kind of like maybe what's your advice to, yes, it's going to be exhausting, but maybe just trying to kind of balance that because it's difficult. We're working nights and weekends and holidays. And there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I feel people don't necessarily see because they only kind of see the glamorous side of this business, which that's what we show them. That's fine. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's hard, especially baseball. You're playing every day. It's every single day. Uh, there were a couple double homestands or mega homestands that we call with the new minor league format where everything's a six game series. There are Monday off days. A lot of times those Monday off days are catch up days. Um, and then in a mega homestand, you're right back into the next team coming in. So you're talking about 12 baseball games in 13 days and meetings in between or trying to catch up on on some of the administrative work in between or at polar park we do around 170 events a year as well and the the production department is responsible for the av production for the events that go on at the ballpark so 
We hope that you are enjoying our conversation with Tim Quedama, but I just want to take a second to talk to you about Roan. So I don't know about you, but I'm somebody who always has trouble wearing dress shirts, whether they don't fit, they're uncomfortable, or they're sometimes just too baggy and they don't really make me feel good when I'm wearing them. And Especially when you're wearing a dress shirt, you want to look your prop shape. So you want to not only be comfortable, but you also want to look good and feel good. So Roan did an amazing job revolutionizing and reinventing the dress shirt with the commuter shirt. It's the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. And here's why. Mobility is everything. And Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability, flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy whatever life throws your way, whether you're commuting to work or you're going to play 18 holes of golf. And looking good is so easy in the commuter shirt. It's So it's time to feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt without the hassle. And with Roan's wrinkle-free release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's just that easy. And they also have odor-free tech within the shirt. Their gold fusion anti-odor technology helps you smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan's 100% machine washable. So you can ditch the dry cleaner all together. And also all those added costs that the dry cleaner just adds on there out of nowhere. And so the commuter shirt gets you three through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. So head over to Roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head over to R-H-O-N-E.com slash locked on. So use the code locked on. It's time to find your corner office comfort. So go and check out Roan today. Now let's get back to my conversation. Now let's get back to our conversation with TQ. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate, boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. It's very, very difficult to try to find that work-life balance. And really the best way you can do it is to get organized and be proactive. So reaching out to all of your other coworkers or some of the department heads that you're going to them, making sure that you have all the information you need to make their event go great or Mm -hmm. to make a game day go great or someone's throwing out a ceremonial first pitch and you want to properly honor them pregame. You got to make sure that you're going out of your way to communicate to them that, hey, this is something that I saw is on our radar. I want to make sure we're doing it right and we're getting it done in a timely manner, that we're using our time effectively and that it doesn't get kind of thrown by the wayside until the last minute and people go, oh, snap, we forgot about this and it's happening in two hours. We got to make something happen. Um, So that I would say organization is huge in getting time to relax and being able to schedule time where, Hey, I'm not going to check my email. If I get a work call, I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to hang out with my family, with my friends, go out to a bar. Sadly, some people would say sadly, but I think it's great. A lot of my free time I would spend at Fenway or 
drove up to Portland to catch a Sea Dogs game, um, going to just other baseball games in general. I was just on vacation out in LA a couple weeks ago, uh, visiting some old friends from college, went to a couple of Dodger games. I think I was only there for five days, went twice, watched them lose to the Colorado Rockies twice. I don't know how, um, but just making sure you stay organized and that you take the time for yourself right. you need to, because the burnout is a real thing too, where there's always going to be more work to be done. There's always going to be more events. There's always going to be more baseball. There are always going to be new ideas that are fun and exciting, but none of it is going to be as fulfilling as we've been talking about. If you're not well-rested mentally in the right place. So you have to make sure that as seriously as you take the work and getting the job done, take seriously some rest and relaxation. Um, And then there was another part of your question, Lauren, that I can't remember because I've just been rambling. (laughs) Uh, We did the work-life balance. We did, um, um what was the other one it's it's for someone just getting into it yes yeah like the journeys the path everyone is different so I'm I'm a solid believer and when you're first starting to do something that you have to you one you have to have the passion for it but you have to be willing to suck at it and still say yes that you're going to do it and then suck at it and then take the criticism, even if you know you're going to be terrible at it, like submitting a video for approval, and then you need seven more drafts to get it up to standard. But knowing that you're learning from the entire experience, and when someone asks, what if we try this? Try it. It might not work, but try it. And you might like it. If you don't like it, you can always go back to how you were doing something before or try a different way. Um, So especially when you're young and getting started in the industry, try to say yes to as many things as you can. Again, don't say yes to everything because you won't be able to do everything. You'll get burnt out quickly. Say yes to as many things as you can, even if when someone asks you to do a project and you go, I've never done that before. I don't know how figure it out. That's have faith in yourself that you'll be able to do some research and figure, figure it out yourself. Right now we're in budget season. I said earlier, I went to Emerson college. That college doesn't offer a math class. My senior (laughs) senior year of high school, I didn't take a math class either because I tested out of it. No big deal, but small flex. That's, now I'm, I'm in the middle of budget season and I haven't like actively done math in 10 years, 12 years, whatever it might be. So you just got to trust that you'll figure it out. And Have make sure, make sure you know math. If you, sure next, you, time you math. <laughs> next time you talk to Derek, ask him about my math skills because it is like, it like, causes me pain. It's awful. Good, just, bad, bad. No, it's awful. <laughs> I was doing simple subtraction on just like a piece of paper and he was watching me do it. And he's like, I can see the pain in your face. And then he looks over at the answer. Like, he's like, this doesn't even make sense. And I'm like, I tried my best. Okay. I failed math three times in college. I don't know what you want me to do. So I got through without math. I somehow still like, I work with hockey. It's a lot of numbers. Like yeah. it's, it's a lot of numbers. It's kind of intimidating. So know your math. <laughs> Iggy, how's your math? 
it's mediocre it's here or there but <laughs> that's one thing that's one thing that like i've noticed with autocorrect is like my spelling isn't as great as i would like it to be grammarly is my best friend and um you know autocorrect is my best friend as well and you know sometimes I, i'll just type out a word that i think might be spelled like and then it corrects it for me but it's unfortunate you know if i didn't have that the spelling would be awful but um, you know, you, you said it perfectly. Curiosity, I think, is the, is the biggest strength that, that you can have. And that's something that I found interesting is anytime anybody asked me, you know, how I got the position with the Woo Sox, I just sent you a cold email. I just right. figured I would ask to see what happened. And that's the other thing that, you know, I, I try and tell a lot of aspiring people wanting to get in the industry is all the jobs I've gotten, I haven't applied for the pirates. I did a cold email, <laughs> you know, Lauren and I knew each other before, you know, the Woo Sox, I did a cold email and it's, it's really just networking and knowing the people. And, you know, as you mentioned, trying new things that you didn't know before. When I started with the Woo Sox, I barely knew a lot of this stuff, but like, right. I, I, I figured it out. I was open to like learning. I was open to the mistakes. And that's, that's a nice thing about, especially, you know, working in minor leagues is, you know, being able to try multiple different things and, you know, being able to build up those skills. Cause as you know, versatility is key in, in being able to do multiple different things and, you know, being good at those things as well, but also, you know, not being super hard on yourself is super important. Yeah. It's definitely versatility is so important, especially for young professionals in the sports industry. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself to saying, I only do graphics for social media. And that's what I want to do for, a minor league baseball team or just a professional baseball team in general, and then go into a place and only do that because what if you're doing it eight hours a day, nine hours a day, every day, and then you start thinking to yourself, wait a minute, I hate this. This is awful. Then you have to try to pivot and to some of your other skills and find other things that you do like. So it's, imp it's important to take on a, some other projects that are adjacent and similar but not exactly the same to what you might think your specialty is at the time because you never know what turns your your career is going to take and you never know what opportunities are going to come up and Iggy I think your story and how you started working for the Woo Sox is very cool because you knew right around the end of the season a lot of these minor league teams have college kids and interns that are looking for experience around late August, everyone's going back to school. So you reached out at the perfect time. You did your research and you reached out and said, Hey, I think I might be able to help you out. I assume you have some college kids that are leaving and you were exactly right. We lost a lot of staff that had, we had relied on all summer long because they were phenomenal, <laughs> but they're going back to school to get their degree. So needed the help and you were right there. It was awesome. Well, you, you could actually ask Lauren. That, that was my plan all along. Um, but, but, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I want to make, <laughs> make sure I showed face at the Woo Sox as much as I could to build relationships. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know what could come up, you know, and uh, as, as well as I think another point that you brought up is, is figuring out sort of what your passions are, what, what, what really drives you. One thing that I've noticed with myself is I love being the middleman between the fan and the team showing showing people the behind the scenes and um but that but that's also you know s some aspects of the industry that doesn't fully connect but it's still good to know those things and so from your journey like how did you really figure out like this is exactly what I really like to do and this is what I don't like to do that I'm still figuring that out now really um so the the pipe dream I always called it which is 
getting a little bit closer to a reality, I think, I hope, which is scary to say, um, because I've always been a little bit anxious about going for something and putting myself out there, believe it or not, as someone who's taken up the majority of the airspace of this podcast so far. <laughs> uh, but in 2019, I was making good money bartending in Boston and ended up all essentially quitting going from five to six shifts a week down to one to two uh to go make minimum wage in rhode island which was i think nine dollars at the time um to operate their video boards for every home game and work on graphics videos photo um on off weeks or when the team was on the road and help out with the events going on in Pawtucket. so kind of just jumping in and and taking things off of Joe Jacobs, uh, former college teammate of mine. He's one who hired me in 2019. And that kid is a machine. The amount of content he makes and the, the plans and direction and just vision that he has for everything was unbelievable. And it essentially came down to me going to Pawtucket seeing how much he was taking on and just saying, Hey, give me some of that. Like, let me, let me help you out. And then just trying to help out more and more people as time went on. And I got to know everyone in the front office. Um, and then, like you said, that helps build relationships too, where I started helping out Bill Wanless with some of the um, like local news stations requesting footage during COVID uh, when Baseball had shut down completely and the alternate training site didn't exist yet either. Uh, I actually live streamed just from my bedroom MLB the show games. Uh, we had like an international league, all the teams in AAA East or uh, in the international league, whatever you want to call it, um, had like their teams that they would play in an online league. So I would live stream those games and then Bill would ask for that footage so he could send it out to ABC six and for Ian Steele and shout out to Nick Coit, Emerson baseball alum as well. Love you, Coity. Um, but just building those relationships and going from there. But a lot of it is just saying yes to stuff that you might not necessarily want to do, but you do it because it'll help out the people around you that are swamped. It'll help out the team and it'll, help build relationships that again you don't know where they're going to go for me it ended up being building relationships with the front office in Pawtucket until again my dream was always to be a broadcaster uh built up those relationships in Pawtucket got some time at the alternate training site and then Tyler Murray gets sick right before a double homestand and a seat in the radio booth opens up three people don't answer their phone when Bill Wanless calls them and first pitch is in 12 hours because we have a noon start on a Wednesday. And I just walked over to have a beer with Bill after a game. And he said, you might have to buy me a couple more after what I'm about <laughs> to ask you. And then I just jumped in totally unprepared, by the way, is another big piece of advice. Have the confidence to figure it out again. I hardly even knew who we were playing that next day, but told Bill, I was absolutely ready. That's kind of the fun part too. Like you said that, you know, 
doing all these things, saying yes to these things, this field is constantly evolving. Like three years ago, I, we didn't have TikTok, And that's like one of the biggest things among sports teams. And just, it's how a lot of people get their news now too. Right. It's Twitter and TikTok. You see that constantly. And with that, you know, you said something that really kind of stuck with me. It said, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. And I think being in this business, all of us are going to make mistakes. We're, we know we want to be in this business. We know we're good at what we do, but we're, doesn't mean we're perfect. We're going to mess up and we need to be okay with hearing criticism and not take it personally and just be like, all right, take it, turn it around and do better next time. Because it's going to show again, that you're going to, these relationships you're building that you're serious about furthering your career or just bettering yourself to be a, a helpful person and to be competent at your job. Yeah. And that's one of the, we said baseball is a grind. They're playing every day, but the good news is you make a mistake, you get another chance the next day. Right. And, and that's, that's the other thing too, is, um, you know, when, when you spoke about, you know, Lauren and I speak a lot about not putting pressure on yourself and putting yourself down because uh, you're, you're your biggest critic. And, you know, especially with taking time for yourself, you know, when you do have those lazy days, not getting on yourself about not being productive. And I, I feel like, I feel like that, I feel like that's a huge message of this episode is, you know, re really, e even if like the job doesn't hand you a great work life balance, you got to make it yourself. Um, and, you know, for yourself, if you were able to talk to yourself, you know, back in 2019, doing that video board stuff for the, for the pod socks and maybe thinking, you know, I want, I want more for myself. You know, what, what advice would you give to your younger self? That's a great question. It's my I favorite think, question to ask. <laughs> I think my younger self, I would kind of shy away at some opportunities to, to be on camera or to like host a panel if it was for a foundation event or something like that. And it wasn't because I didn't want to do it. It was just because to me, that stuff is like very real where I can sit down and talk about baseball and go through a game, talk about the Red Sox up and coming prospects until the cows come home. I love that stuff because it's meant to be fun and entertaining, but like being the spokesperson for this, this documentary or something about the history of the Paw Sox I would see that and be like, I don't know that I'm the best person for that because I'm from Worcester. I'm excited. The team is moving because I grew up 10 minutes down the road from where the ballpark's being built. I love the Paw Sox, but I was just thinking like, I don't know that I would be the best for that. And I think I probably said no to too many opportunities that I would have really enjoyed doing because I was scared. Um, so this year, that conversation with Bill where I had 12 hours to eat dinner, sleep, eat breakfast, set up uh, the in ballpark entertainment for the next game, do my research and then call a game on the radio. My first thought again was, I don't know that I'm the best person for this. I don't know that I'm ready for this. Um, and I'm thankful in that moment that I flipped some sort of switch and said, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. What's the worst that happens? I've always wanted to do it. The worst that happens, I'm bad at it, but maybe I get a couple of good clips, a couple of good plays that I can spin into a reel and ship out to one of the other broadcasting jobs eventually or, or whatever it might be. So I would definitely say to my younger self, put yourself out there a little bit more be a little more honest and open because people can tell if you're trying to kind of button up 
if you're not a naturally buttoned up person, which I'm not. Uh, people can tell when you're putting the mask on to try to just be a member of a front office as opposed to just being yourself. There's a reason you got hired for what you're doing. And it's because they know you're you and they want you to be you. They want you to be creative. They want you to express your love for baseball in my case. And they just want you to do what you do. So I was always a little bit scared to put myself out there. I, th- I think that's a huge lesson for anybody um, because we used to, we, we usually like to emulate, you know, who we looked up to or who we looked at as a role model for myself, you know, Don Orsillo and Gary Streisky. And, you know, I, I would used to watch their stuff. I was actually, I actually watched something when I was like 10 years old. And I tried to emulate Don Orsillo's voice. And that's one thing that, you know, especially getting in this industry is being yourself, whether you're on camera or whether you're just in a regular work environment, don't think that you have to just fit in, just be you at the end of the day, because, um, as you said, you know, people are going to understand that mask and they're going to see right through it. But as long as you're your true authentic self and you continue to do what you love at the end of the day, um, that's, that, that's, was, that's how you're going to wake up every single day happy. I, ha- I have a quick Don Orsillo story. I know we're running out of time. So I ended up meeting him in San Diego last year. I think it was during the all-star break. I took a trip out to visit my brother who was living in Arizona at the time. We road tripped out to San Diego, went to Petco, um, and Dr. Steinberg, president of the Woo Sox, had spent so much time with Larry Lucchino in San Diego in the building of Petco Park, um, and then obviously with the Boston Red Sox, Don Orsillo was there at the same time. So my brother always bought me Red Sox tickets and bought me beers going to Sox games for years and years and years. So I needed to repay him eventually. Uh, so I asked. Dr. Steinberg, like, hey, is there any way we could meet DO when we're at Petco? Because I think all my debts would be paid. And Charles, just like the day before the game, I get a text from him and a random number in a group message. And he says, hey, you're in a group message with your hero, Don Orsillo. And DO got right back and said, meet me at the press box uh, 30 minutes before first pitch. So, oh, how? I responded and I was like, thanks, Charles. I was planning on playing it cool, but I guess the cat's out of the bag. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, Dio. And then he was the nicest guy in the world and has like the most piercing blue eyes you've ever seen. Yes. They're they're gorgeous. (laughs) They are. It makes me jealous. Yeah. (laughs) Love to have those eyes. (laughs) That's that's awesome, man. Yeah. There's, Uh, there's my Don Orsillo story to, to end the episode. I love it, man. Well, you know, I I, th- I think a lot of people are going to take a lot from this, whether you, you want to get into sports or, you know, wh- whether you're just getting into a career and you do, you're not even interested in working in sports. I feel like all these lessons are applicable to anybody getting into the working world or if you're already in the working world. But um, if anybody wants to support you um, in your journey, wh- whether it's on social media or anything like that, where can they find you? They can find me at tquitty, T-Q-U-I-T-Y. Or Tim Quidadamo on LinkedIn. I'm usually pretty responsive on there. Uh, or shoot me an email. Go to woosocks.com. My email and LinkedIn are linked on there in the front office directory. Uh, reach out however the heck you want to. Iggy did it. You can too. <laughs> exactly. That, that's the perfect slogan to end it. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time, TQ. And uh, can't wait to see you again next season at Polar Park. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. 
We hope that you did enjoy our conversation with Tim Koyadamo and got to learn a little bit about not only some of his experiences within the sports industry, but also some of his just regular life and work experiences. Because I, I feel like that conversation is not only good if you want to get into the sports industry or also if you're currently working or getting into the working world. I, I feel like a lot of those lessons can apply to really any job that you're doing. But I hope you got to learn a little bit about, you know, not only his journey, but what, what he does for the Woo Sox. And we're, can, we're going to continue to provide great interviews and content throughout this offseason. Doesn't matter if the Sox aren't playing. Locked on Red Sox is still going to be rolling in the great content. But we greatly appreciate everybody making Locked On Red Sox their first listen of every single day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you humor and passion to each and every single day to update you about what is going on in Major League Baseball. You can go and check out the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. But unfortunately, there was a schedule conflict with Christian Koss, the Red Sox top prospect. So we are going to be having him on over the next week or so, but we apologize for the miscommunication, but wanted to still provide you a great episode with TQ. So we hope you really did enjoy that. But we want to continue to bring you great content throughout this offseason. So if you want anything specific or, you know, if you want us to talk to anybody that you have in mind, go over and tweet us at LO underscore Red Sox. You can also follow us over there. Uh, you can also follow myself. It's at Jake Iggy and also Lauren. It's la 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 three laws. Lauren with four R's. But as always, we greatly appreciate everybody tuning in and hope everybody has a great rest of their day. And we'll end it how we always end it. Let's go Sox. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.